Hey, welcome everybody to the only podcast produced by three winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. That, of course, is the Czech Engine Podcast. My name is Nick. Along with me, as per usual, is our head writer, Andrew, and our producer, Tristan. What's going on today, fellas? Ooh, we had a big day today. Yes, big, big day. Big tings. Big tings. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, whether it be through our home base at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast, or really, let's be honest, anywhere else that podcasts are streamed. We're everywhere now. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, so wherever you Now get, in wide release. That's right. Yeah, wherever, wherever you get your podcasts from, wherever you stream, you can probably find us there. So thank you from wherever you're coming from. Um, we got to say it right off the top, though, folks. We're not pros. This is not what we do for a living. We're just three guys who love talking about cars and racing and anything automotive. And uh, we want to have these discussions with you. So please um, take some time and reach out to us, okay? You can find us at our very own website. We're at checkenginepodcast.com. We have a direct email there if you want to mainline it in. It's uh, inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. And of course, as everybody is nowadays, we're all over the social media. Um, You can find us at Check Engine Podcast on Facebook. Be sure to like us there. If you don't like us, that's cool. Some people don't. But at least share us, because you might know someone uh, who would like us. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well. Both of the handles there are at Check Engine Pod, so be sure to give us a follow. And be a part of this discussion. Let's comment on current and past episodes. Maybe provide us with episode ideas. Let us know how we're doing. And if you really, really, really like us, and you want to give us a helping hand... um, Please find our support page at anchor.fm slash checkenginepodcast or our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash checkenginepodcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, Guys, thanks in advance. <laughs> thank you in advance. Guys, what are we talking about today? Oh, we, I mean, we have a lot to go through, but I, I think the main thing we're going to talk about today, I went to my first NASCAR race today. Was this your first? It was my first in-person NASCAR race. Tristan's first NASCAR race today. Have you? Uh, you've been to a couple, right? And I, Xfinity, including Xfinity. Yeah, I've been to I've been to quite a few. This was my second time seeing them at Road America, um, but I've been to quite a few Xfinity races. So yeah, when we get into that part of the discussion, I want you guys to lead because I kind of knew what we were in for. But that's I, true. But I, I want to hear um, the reaction from you guys, and then I can step in and provide any clarity where you know <laughs> where, where after one needed. visit we may still not quite know what's going on. So. Um, but first, as always, we have a pace lap or two to get through. We do. Um, anybody have anything to, uh, bring to the table tonight? Um, I, let's see, I don't have any pace laps. I have some neat, who, who else has neat car news? Anybody? I have, I have some neat car news. You have news. neat car news? I do. So, um, my neat car this week is a brand spanking new. Saw it the other day. 2019 WRX Silver. Okay. You know, not, not, I guess, not too neat, right? With the trick being, guess where I saw it? Where did you see it? In my own driveway. (laughs) Me own? (laughs) (laughs) All that lead up, and then you just... You give it me own? Dissolve the tension. Of course, of course. That's the whole point. As I've before, my only coping mechanism is humor, okay? Hey, Tristan, (laughs) why was it... why, Why did you have a brand new... Silver WRX in your driveway. It's mine. What? Because it's mine. It's you, mine. You got a what? I did. Picked it up just uh, as we were recording just yesterday. It is also 
my first serious foray into the world of manual transmissions. That's right. I don't need to feign surprise because I'm the one who taught him how to drive stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if any of you see a uh, WRX out on the road with the uh, license plate Delta V and moving I, erratically, I say moving slightly <laughs> erratically, and I stall it. That's me. It's definitely me. I'm still learning. Um, I say snap I'm, a picture for blackmail later. Exactly. Take a video. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And send it. To our social. Exactly. So, no, uh, excellent excellent teaching on behalf of my uh, compatriot here. Oh, thank you. Managed to get it home with very little muss and fuss. Um, not elegant yet, but definitely a very, very functional learning I have already achieved. So, hopefully it won't be a complete disaster and I won't need a new clutch in about two and a half weeks. <laughs> and what are you the, um, besides the learning to drive stick part, what are the initial impressions of the car? That was the word impressions I tried to say. <laughs> he I'm, really tried. I'm going on four hours sleep. Bear with me. <laughs> Get it? Because it's based off of an impreza? Yeah. No. no. You yeah. Done yeah. yeah. No. Um, uh, well, the initial impressions are I will never let this car go. Um, I am. So you kind of like it. I do. I have a serious nostalgia streak for turbocharged all-wheel drive cars. I... As you know, we mentioned in one of our one of our first episodes about you know what were your first cars. Um, one of the ones I learned to drive on was a 1997 A4, all-wheel drive, 1.8 liter turbocharged motor, significantly less horsepower than this one, um, but it's it is a turbocharged engine of the old school. It is it it, it is peaky. All the torque comes in a big rush about halfway up the tack, once those turbos get going, the turbo noise is divine. Um, and it's definitely, I can see why it's polarizing. Um, some people love it, some people hate it, um, because it uh, does make some bold choices, um, or stupid choices, depending on, depending <laughs> on, depending on who you are, you know, what, which, which side you're looking at it from. Um, so, but I am, I am enthralled. It is a, an excellent vehicle, in my opinion, excellent first vehicle to learn on. I feel like it's got enough power to not leave you boned. Um, uh, it also doesn't have too much that it's too easy. I feel like you could go down in, when I'm good at this one, you could go down in power and successfully drive it, or up in power and successfully drive it. It's a nice sweet spot in the middle. It's pretty good. Awesome. So we've all got new vehicles here within the past year. Year? Past yep. year. Well, two of us now in the past month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We finally jumped on board, Andrew. Yeah, you co just copying me. You know, it's fine. It's, it's whatever. It's all good. Trendsetter. Uh, Andrew, you got anything for us? I do. I, I uh, Obviously, I just want to talk more about the WRX. We can do that later. Because um, my impressions are different as someone who, you know, drove the car from a different point of view. But the neat car I want to bring up is the newest concept car from Audi, and I think it's a concept car in the way that they traditionally do their hypercar preview concept cars. So it's more like concept in quotes. <laughs> you know what I mean, Tristan? And a lot of them have been concept as in we're basically done. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's, a lot of them have been that. Um, I, I'm kind of hoping. You, know, and you actually haven't seen this, Tristan, as our biggest Audi fan here. It so dropped this, recently when I was busy doing something else. So this is the uh, the Audi PB18 e-tron concept that just debuted at Pebble Beach 
thank God the PB was there. Oh, that wasn't remembered. I would have just said some car show, but deb- <laughs> debuted at Pebble Beach Is that yesterday. The Concours d'Elegance. Uh huh, the Concours d'Elegance. Yeah, it's becoming almost a bigger launch show than like the your standard motor shows. It now. really is. Well, yeah, like the the, like, new, the new Rimac is there. Yes, there, there's there's a bunch of new concepts coming out. Yeah, oh, there. who else? Oh, um, uh, Acura debuted the the updated quote unquote retuned NSX in a new color, bright orange, which looks oh. ooh, mm. it looks really is good. Is it like we, Check Engine Podcast orange? I say, it is. I say we at the Check Engine Podcast are fans of orange. Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah, it looks great. Anyways, I want you, Tristan. To look at this, I'm going to crank the brightness up on my phone. So um, you can tell me what you think of this. Live reaction right here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) What are you? (laughs) So uh, for those who obviously can't see it, this this car is like if you took the front half of an Audi R8. Well, what it looks like to me is if you took an Audi R8, Mm -hmm. cut out the middle section of an R18, and... Dropped it in the middle. That's the race car. And then (laughs) put a shooting brake on the back. So it has an actual hatchback. It's wide. It's low. It's mean. And, uh... Wow. Yeah. I think it's it's fabulous. The only thing I'm not feeling on it really is the rims. Yeah. The rims look too... Space age and weird. But the uh, the rest of the car, damn. But, but, But e tron. Yeah, it's E. So... The future. So. E stands for the future. <laughs> so again, I ask. So, what does that have to do with the rims? Uh, nothing. Although, you know, electric cars do tend to have, weird, like I talked about, weird rims. Really weird rims, and this is probably part of that. But, anyways, I think this looks fabulous. I can only hope that they, you know, if they don't make this into a race car, they at least bring a lot of what's here into the next replacement for the R8. And, uh, you Indeed. know, it yep. looks, it has every look of one of those Audi cars that it's basically like done. We're going to take a couple of the wackier concept edges off of it and we're done. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. It, it, it looks re- really nice. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, like Audi, uh, you've heard my stance on the TT before, but besides that, in my opinion, they don't come out with things that look terrible. Like ever. Yeah, they generally they, refuse to do so. <laughs> yeah, they have a pretty sleek design language, and it looks it's it's classy. It's it, yeah, like I said, it's sleek. It, it's always pretty good. So um, we'll post pictures of it um, on our pages, but you can also go look it up on your own. Audi PB Paul Bunyan eighteen <laughs> Etron. You know, or Pebble Beach. Or Pebble Beach, whatever. <laughs> I wanted Paul Bunyan. Leave me alone. Uh, I could go there for breakfast tomorrow if I wanted. Oh, ooh. Oh, I'm going to the Dells. Shout out to Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Only place with nineteen mini golf courses and an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet inside of a quarter mile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually mini golf courses on top of mini golf courses. It's like multi-level mini golf courses. Yeah. It's like top golf, but mini golf golf. Yeah. Anyway, that's off topic. Um, (sighs) Because what I mean, what we really have to talk about is our field trip. uh, Why we're all so slappy? Yeah. Why? why, Because we just got uh, toasted by the sun at Road America today for a completely brand new experience for two of you. For two of us. You hadn't ever gone with us, so it's new for you in that way. Can't you see it through our eyes? I can. He can't. <laughs> he can't. Uh, it, would, my, it would hurt to take my eyes out. My first impression, 
Oh my god, why is that so loud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of V8 going on. So loud. There's a lot of V8 happening. Yeah, you had you had muffs on top of earplugs. Originally, yeah, before I got better earplugs. <laughs> yeah. Although that made it, I mean, just like a gentle whisper in the background. Yes. A, a you know, relaxing rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I mean the noise is astonishing. the The sensory input is astonishing. the 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 colors on these cars are something else too. True. Um, and so we also had stadium super trucks, so they're literally flying, flying through the air. Yeah. Um, you know, sadly not the NASCAR cars. I would have paid to see that though. Um, <laughs> uh, but usually, you know, if a NASCAR car is flying through the air, it's a really bad thing. Yeah. Right, I know, but that's the point. I want it to not be a bad thing. I just want to see it happen. Um, yeah, the colors are bright. The noises are astonishing in some cases depending on where you are we watched a lot of it from a solid distance mm-hmm. which you know muted that to a certain extent but um it was it was a, a quite a sensory experience yeah um that was like the first blush you can get technical about the racing later but it's it's really something to see and in some cases feel right through your chest De- definitely yeah <laughs> that's that was before i went to my first nascar race um the um the description that I got is the first time they go by, you will feel the grandstands shake and you like, you'll feel your rib cage shaking when they're like those first couple laps when they're all bunched up and they all come past at once. One time Um, fly by. So when you you said, you know, in that case feel, I mean, that's what I was told 20 years ago when I went to my first one. So um, have you guys got to experience that? It is unlike any other type of what you can call typical motorsport. It's, it is its own game, for sure. I guess. Uh, well, I'm just trying to think of how we can best go from here. So, we pulled up and they were doing Trans Am. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Well, so, what was this weekend? It was Xfinity Series, uh, Stadium uh, Super Truck, and Trans Am. That was it. And Trans Am was, what, four? Five classes total? Um, there were... There were four classes, and they were split into two races. So the TA2 class, I, I really don't know why. I don't follow Trans Am that closely. I'm, my best guess is it's because of car count. Um, TA2 runs by itself, but TA and then the lower categories, TA3 Three. and TA4 all run at once. So, yeah, two separate races for Trans Am um, consisting of four classes. And that's sports car racing... Uh, with, I guess, sometimes older spec mod. I don't really know what the entrance requirements are for Trans Am, but they are still um, pretty seriously quick sports cars, but it's more of an amateur-type race. I think the best way I just... I mean, there's pros in it. I mean, Boris said won the Trans Am race today, and he's been IMSA. He's done NASCAR stuff. You know, there's... I mean, it's... Trans Am was a pretty big series from... Like the seventies, eighties, through probably like the mid nineties, and then it kind of it was so big it got a car named after it. Yeah, was, right. Yeah, so, so it was a it, big deal. It uh, it kind of fell on some hard times, and it kind of lost that spotlight. I guess right now the best way I can describe it is like the highest level of club racing. Um, before you get into like Pirelli World Challenge or IMSA, if you're going road racing, but like Trans Am was when it first started, it was based on the American V8s, mm-hmm. right? So, like, the GT, or the TA3 and the TA4 categories had some European cars, and we saw BMW, we saw Porsche, we saw Janetta, but the the big TA2 and TA categories were 
Mustang-based, Camaro-based, uh, Cadillac, CTS-based. And some uh, Challengers, too. A and, Challenger, Corvette. And, oh, and Vipers, of course. Of and course. I was very happy. I was. I was pleased to see Vipers. But, you know, overall, I think Trans Am was whack. I, I think it was a lot of noise for a very uninspiring product on the track. The last, the last few laps of that second Trans Am race with the multi-classes where the Vipers won TA3... That was pretty good. There was some had di- some hot moments. There was some dicing for the lead at the end, but yeah, it was... It, it's one of those almost like the feeder series in IMSA where a lot of times there's going to be a big talent discrepancy, so the fields tend to spread out quite quickly after the start, and it just kind of turns into a little bit of a train. But even so, it, it seems like... Uh, what, what can I... What's a good comparison? I mean, it's not a spec series. It's not... I'm trying to think of another feeder series we've seen that... Is anything like it? You it's know what not. I mean? Those cars are quick. Yeah, I mean the the speed. They the, really are. The speed gun going down to turn five when those TA cars were coming at us. That was up in the one seventy range. I yep. mean they were right up there with IMSA and with the NASCAR cars. I mean they're quick. I mean, is it? I know it's not the same category series, but it. In my mind, it seems to make sense to compare it to Conti. And the quality of racing in Conti is so much higher yeah. because of overall driver skill that that kind of makes that an unfair comparison right away. If you want to compare it to Conti, the Continental Tire series, by probably by cost, you're probably pretty similar, I would think. Yeah? I mean, those those TA cars, I mean, that's not cheap to run a 700-plus well, horsepower car that can do that. Yeah. And then you get in the lower categories, that's the same spec that run... In content. That is true. So, I mean, it, it's probably a used car, so they picked it up for cheaper, but, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a f- somewhat fair comparison. I, I, it, it, it is kind of, it stands alone. It's a, it's kind of a unique series. What do you think, Tristan? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that, uh, it, it is unique, actually mirroring a lot of other conversations we've had today. It doesn't really have anything to directly compare to, which you know, makes it hard to describe, but I agree with the kind of lack of a show. I mean, there was some crazy straight line speeds, but I think, I don't know if it was due to the weight of the cars, the tires available on the budgets they're running or whatever, but I mean, I've seen, I feel like I've seen IMSA parade laps go around turn five faster than the TA cars. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it, it is when it is not just roaring in a straight line, it's not, it didn't seem that fun. That could have... It could be that simple. It really wasn't fun. It doesn't look like anything. Which is... Which, yeah. is, which, which is the opposite <laughs> of the uh, Stadium Super Trucks. Which isn't really much, but looks like a lot. That's and it's exciting true. to watch. <laughs> it was exciting to watch for a while. I Now that I've seen it, I feel like I've almost entirely had my fill of it. Uh, you know, if it's if it's there, you know, if we go to another NASCAR event and it's there, hey, sweet. They're doing a big jump off. So, okay, so for those of you who don't know what stadium super trucks are, right. um, they are a spec off-road truck series. Um, so when we say off-road truck, think of like Baja 1000 or for those of the listeners from Wisconsin, like the trucks that race up in Crandon at the dirt track, like... Super high suspension travel, um, big tired, like seven, eight hundred horsepower mm-hmm. trucks, but these are all specs. So 
And it's, the spec is actually kind of cool. They have a, The series has a partnership with Traxxas, which makes their RC cars. Yeah. So they essentially took their RC off-road truck and <laughs> blew it up to life-size, and that's what they're running. The, it the actually mod, is really cool. The yeah. make-slash-model is a Traxxas truck. Yeah. Um, but what they do is they come in to... And they're supporting any series. I've seen them before supporting IndyCar. They've support... Obviously, today they were supporting a NASCAR race, but... Mm-hmm. They use the same track. They put out, like, water barrels and some things to add some chicanes and hairpin-type stuff. And, and they, you can't leave out. They also add ramps. Like, legit ramps. Yeah. <laughs> so these things sail up in the air. I mean... 10, 15 feet uh, yeah. up at least. Just at 70, 80-plus miles an hour. Um, it's That part is pretty exciting until you realize that it's not there. It doesn't actually add any element to danger, and it's often faster to go around it. So you see that sometimes during the race. Yeah. 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 I just thought it was fun to watch them fly through the air. That was fun. I'm a simple man. It was it's, fun. It's, it's it's good. And this is, this kind of sounds like an insult, but I really don't mean it that way. It's good, like mindless entertainment. Like there's yeah, there's not a lot is. of there's not a lot of purpose to it except for to be entertained. Right. And. It is entertaining. Like, it, it really is. It's, like, we sit on that terrace in front of the gearbox. For those of you who've been to Road America, you know what we're talking about. These terraced seats that look down on, like, turn 14 in the entrance to Pitt Road. And if you're sitting there, off your right shoulder is the hill that goes up to the start-finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some tree lines there. Um, there's some, you know, fences there. And there's people standing there. Normally, you can't really see once they start crest, like, going up that hill. But if you looked over to this time during the stadium super trucks when there was a ramp there, <laughs> like all of a sudden you just see like these huge trucks appear on the tree line, like yeah, out of, as if out of nowhere, and it was and kind of a weird experience. And that's another thing I found really interesting. You say huge trucks, and they look really huge when they're flying through the air on the racetrack. Mm-hmm. When they're parked in their garages, though, like by their by their uh, haulers, they're teeny. They don't look very big. They're pretty. They're teeny. actually pretty small. Um, but it's a weird illusion due to how far they're flying and how fast they're going, I'm sure. I think it's how but, bouncy the wheels are because in the air it just seems like they, you know, kind of expand like size. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a slinky. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah racing slinkies. And the, the, the visual aspect of it is, is awesome, from, not just from the jumps, but when, I mean, they are sprung like they'd be racing through the desert. Yeah. Not like they're racing on tarmac. Yeah. So they go through a corner. And it looks like they're going to tip over. Yeah, wheels are up. Two, even three wheels are off the ground. ground. Sometimes Sometimes the like if they're making a right hand corner, the left rear where the power is going to is the only thing on the ground on acceleration. Like they are (laughs) wild to watch. I I can't imagine driving. It's got to be like driving a mattress. Like it's it's absolutely (laughs) just like like lazy rolls everywhere. The weird thing is we're describing this and it sounds super exciting and. Now I'm asking myself, was it actually super exciting? Not really. I think so. But for the visual aspect alone, the actual racing was pretty much garbage. Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I mean, it's about putting on a show. There's no stakes. There's nothing else. It's... That's true. You know, it's any positions gained were usually gained accidentally. Yeah, by running <laughs> over a barrel or missing a jump or whatever. And had to be given up. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I don't know. Uh, it's about putting on a show, I guess. Yeah. That's what it was. Showmanship. And that's what they did. They did. That's what they did. Right yeah. down to the right down to the two wheel, you know. 
Oh they, my they, God. They, they would use the ramps to flip themselves up on two wheels and kind of, you know, jack the wheel back and forth to keep them up on two wheels and drive them up the main hill uh, yeah, to the start. And finish. not like when we say two wheels, it's not rear wheels or front wheels. It's like, like the a, right ones yeah, or the, the left right wheels, ones. Yeah. <laughs> so think like a James Bond movie car stunt. Yeah. Where like, and, you know, Bond 007 flips the car up to make it through like a closing hangar door yeah, or something like yeah, that. Like that's yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, and it was fun. It was a spectacle. That was fun, I guess. Yeah. So, and that brings us to the big show for the day. Mm-hmm. 40 NASCAR Xfinity Series cars and drivers around the four-mile National Park of Speed. I mean, first thing, all, all shouts out to Josh Balicki, who was there at Road America today. Uh, had It seemed like he was having some trouble with this car today. I will say that. He was in the pits for a little bit, ended up down a lap, fought all the way back to 20th place, and unfortunately, it looks like he had a mechanical failure in Canada corner on, what, 10 laps to go? Nine laps to go? Something like that? Yeah. This is all and preliminary. We haven't heard anything from him yet. Um, right. We don't know what happened. But it just, it looked like, to me, it looked like brake pedal went to the floor and nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. So, so we ended up in the tires at Canada you know, corner. 170 miles an it was hour. A, it was a hard hit. It was um, a really hard hit. So, I mean, he, he got, got trapped in the car after. Was what they were saying on the radio because yeah, the it, tires were it, right up on well, the yeah, door. Well, yeah, it hit the driver's side, so he couldn't climb out the window. Mm-hmm. He had to, so. Yeah, he had to climb out the roof hatch yep. just yep. to get out. But that wasn't because like they had to extract him or anything. Like, no, he got out no. under his own power. He walked away. So good to see that, Josh. Um, sorry, yeah, man. man. If you listen to that, if you folks listen to the interview episode leading up to this, you know how jacked he was for his home race at his favorite track. So it's definitely disappointing. Yeah, get back to us, man. Tell us you're okay. And. Uh, we also want to give him a shout out, him and his JP Motorsports team, for uh, flying the Check Engine Podcast sticker. Heck yeah! On Indeed. The B, on the B post, we did catch it. It took us a while to find it, but uh, we did see it. We did we see it. it. So uh, much obliged to uh, Josh and his team for letting us take a ride on in a NASCAR race on uh, on his car. Um, so yeah, get that out of the way. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for him. I really want to get him back on. Um, I, you know, I don't think next time we even really need to like do a formal interview. Just if you if you want to come on, man, stop by. We'll figure it out. We'll get you on. And we can just talk about whatever. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the race then. Besides, you know, the fact that our our guy didn't have a good day. I, I just this is this is I want I want you guys to lead this discussion because this is. I've been to NASCAR races aplenty. I've seen them at Road America before. This is your first time seeing this type of motorsport, so um, I want I want you guys to kind of to take to drive from here on out. So I'm I'm trying to think of a good starting place. I have, I have a starting. You place. have a starting place. I have a starting place, and it all begins with a question. Okay, Nick. Uh oh. Are they always this much of a mess? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. <'cause laughs> on that track was, action. Yeah, because that was my my initial. My initial impression of this NASCAR race was that these are not supposed to be here. But wait, wait. Let's re-ask that question more accurately. Are the road course races always this messy? Yes. Ah, see, see there you go. Better. And when we did the NASCAR episode, I, when I was right. trying to explain this to you, I kind of alluded to when you get a car like this on a road course with drivers who grew up racing on ovals, mm-hmm. and this is... It's almost like a second language to somebody. Like, they can do it, yes. but it's not their first <laughs> choice. What we saw today is usually is the result. You can see why. So, it is, it is a double-edged sword. You know, that, like the old saying, you know, may you always live in interesting times. <laughs> it, was an, it was an interesting race in both senses of the word, was my impression. It was, it was just 
a ridiculous spectacle. <laughs> Cars all over the place. Yes. Um, you know, into and out of the gravel, um, and just just everywhere. When it worked, it worked, and the <laughs> racing the racing was fantastic. It just barely um, worked. You know, but there were also significant periods of yellow, um, which, as we discussed, I think in the NASCAR section, that's built into Xfinity races. There's uh, two, I believe, periods of enforced yellow to rebunch everybody up to mm-hmm. make life more interesting. Right. So you stack those on top of, you know, a dozen other yellow flags for these, you know, NASCAR racers being all over the road. It's a lot of driving around behind a pace car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's like a, a series thing. Right. Um, NASCAR does not do even on road courses. They very rarely do a local, local yellow. yellow or just yeah. one corner. If, if there's a car that's off, it's full course. So they keep it, Essentially, they the yellow rules are damn near identical to what they do on an oval. Yep. Right? So, so, so that that adds some time where it's an excellent chance to go purchase a beverage, <laughs> use the restroom, yeah, um, go to the bathroom, which is uh, which is which is appreciated when you're sitting on those benches up at the top of turn five. Um, it's a sore place to sit, but it doesn't provide. There was a lot of start and stop. There wasn't. Yeah. It didn't get into a flow. Yeah, yeah, there was no continuous racing for more than a few laps at a time, which was interesting because another question: there, there are kind of like there's some kind of points awarded for the winners in every uh, stage. Stage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting in that if it wasn't you know yellow into the end of a stage. There's kind of the end of a race three times in these races, which is yeah. fun. There's this scramble for position, you know, when these stages end, and that's fun. That creates a lot of fun racing. It's not, you know, that is my one argument against endurance racing. It's like, oh, let's race for four hours, but really it's like, why do we play football for four quarters? You know, it, you could just make it this mad dash to the finish, make it all a sprint race, and that's where all your excitement comes. Right, why don't you know? they make the whole basketball game out of the last four seconds? Right, exactly, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, and there are, I mean, there are obviously reasons. It, it's a thought exercise, Tristan's deep thoughts, TM. Oh, um, boy. But, you know, but I think that that did add some excitement at the cost of other periods that were significantly less exciting for relatively long periods. I, I'm not used to... Yellows this long with the IMSA races. That was my kind there of... were some wildly long yellows. Yes. I mean, what in the first stage it was? I mean, it had to be at least twelve laps. Well, the only... stage was eleven laps, so that's not right. Yeah, I mean that's it how long like it felt. <laughs> it was at least half the stage for sure. And they're what four minutes a lap under the pace car? Four or five, yeah, probably. Oh my god. Well, I mean, at full chat, I think they're at. Somewhere around the two twelve ish range, two twelve, two thirteen, are the quick what the quick guys are doing. Right. So, um, I mean, that's that when you're hitting one hundred and eighty miles an hour three separate times in a lap. So it makes up a lot of time. <laughs> that takes up a ton of time. So when you're doing pace car speed like sixty miles an hour for four miles, well, there you go, four four minutes, right? <sighs> Boring. Yes. So that was that was my first overall impression is that it provides honestly. A lot of way better racing than I thought it would, but it's, you know, the opposite. Instead of terror, it's, you know, that old saying, like, you know, moments of terror, or, you know, hours of boredom punctuated by moments of sheer terror. Uh-huh. It, it was like that. It was, you know, that race is how long? Two, two hours? Two and a half hours? 
Well, uh, yeah, two and a half probably. Yeah, by yeah. the time we actually got out of there, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's half. like you know, two and a half hours of racing with probably an hour of really good racing in there mm-hmm. that you kind of have to work your way through. Oh, I think that's pretty generous. Eh. <laughs> eh. Yeah, well, uh, you I'm know. magnanimous. Well, and then again, and then again, we're coming back to the why don't they just make the whole race out of the last two laps? The, uh, super, not the point. The whole race is the point. It's all strategy. It all matters. Mm-hmm. But that's where all the excitement was. Yeah, and you know, I think again, I think that's pretty normal. Trans Am had the exact same thing. I I definitely did like NASCAR better than all of the other races that we saw today, which. You know, I guess I should have expected. <laughs> yeah. That's here's, the reason they're the headliner. Here's the thing that gets me about NASCAR, and it's different than I feel about the Conti series, and it's the same that I feel about the um, WeatherTech series. I feel like I could watch WeatherTech and Xfinity on TV and not miss any of it uh, experientially. Okay. I don't have a reason other than, well, first off, I mean, the NASCAR TV work is sensational. Yeah, there's a lot of effort, to, yeah. which, which is why we're excited to see IMSA come to see, uh, NB, NBC Sports um, next year, because yeah. next I think that's going to elevate the TV coverage for the stuff I want to watch. Like NBC graphics, camera cuts, yeah. uh, driver info. I mean, NASCAR, they do it better than anyone else. NB- NBC gets motorsports. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, MC broadcast was epic, frankly. Yeah. And you, you don't miss a bit of action anywhere in the pack at any point in the race. If something happened, you're going to see it on your TV. If they have to, they'll split screen it so you yeah. can see two yeah. or three things exactly. at once. Yep. Um, which is fabulous. But isn't that a good sign about the racing, though, when there's so much going on that they actually have to split the screen to make sure you see it all? I guess you could make that argument, but the reality of the race is that those moments are happening in the two or three laps that they get between cautions. You know what I mean? So yes and no, but there's something about the... There's something very similar to me between... Uh, uh, WeatherTech racing with prototypes specifically, and Xfinity, and I don't I don't necessarily know what it is, but to me it's less a live viewing sport and more something I'd happily watch on TV. Would you happily watch on TV though? No, because I do something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't see it. Also, I don't have cable, so I don't get you know, okay. NBCSN. But if it was something that I could watch, or you guys, or you know, you're like, hey. Come over and watch uh, Xfinity. I'll be like, all right, let's do it. You know? I'm going to test him. Okay. All right. <laughs> Find a day when a race is on and be like, hey, I got pizza. Let's go to Nixon and watch, let's, let's watch Xfinity. That sounds great. All right. Now that, okay, yeah, so I guess that's really the change. Having now seen it in person, I can say I enjoy this as a spectator sport. Not really my thing in live action, though, you know, the whole... Going to the track and going to Road America and seeing this, it, it is different, but I don't know that it's improved to go see it live for me personally. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I have a lot more interest in watching NASCAR, especially the road courses. I may even dabble in an oval, but I, I have a lot more interest in watching NASCAR now on TV than I did before I went. For sure. Because I think there it is interesting, and the parts that are not interesting are covered up by... 
the really, really well done TV work mm -hmm. where they'll go and show you like, okay, we got a yellow. Let's go back and show them all the crap. We didn't have time to show them when it was happening live. Let's show here's where this guy went off. Here's where there was contact. Let's do the behind the scenes on one of the racers during this yellow. Like they fill that really boring time with content that would actually be interesting to watch. So mm -hmm. I'd be, be curious to try it. Yeah, we can we can live stream a reaction video. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> just set, just watch up, us watch just, NASCAR. Just set it up on your counter and watch us. But except, we got to make sure that they, there's no audio. Oh my god! I really wish. Oh, I you don't have the ticket didn't anymore, do you? Bring the ticket in. This me. is my segue. Should I go get it? No, I think we've got most of it. Damn. Yeah. All right. So no, not the exact legal wording. No, no, it but, doesn't matter. But, that, was, gist. but that was my that. segue into. One of the weirdest parts of a NASCAR race. Super weird part of the day. Uh, we got our we had our tickets out in the car before we got to the gate, and I just flipped it over to the back. You know, every every single league has this uh, the thing that always used they they still say for the uh, NFL. during NFL games. Um, the rebroadcast or whatever yeah, is, is, is you know, strictly prohibited without express written consent of the NFL. Their broadcast too. I'm sure I'm sure most sports do it at some point during their broadcast, but. The NASCAR one is really weird because it covers all the normal stuff. Um, you may not film, rebroadcast, rebroadcast, uh, discuss. But the one they have in there that's really kind of fucked up. No one, including you, dear listener, may overhear conversation about anything that NASCAR does at all. You can't listen to this. We're recording so, this, and we, we you can't listen to Tristan, it. Tristan, don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody listening right now, you could be, you're liable to yeah, a lawsuit for NASCAR. So, so, so you might want to shut us off right about now, because we're going to get you in a shitload of trouble. And I, I, I am Which not, I don't understand. I am not even remotely making this up. This is, this is the truth. We'll have to take a picture of the thing and put it on the, on the website. But it actually says you may not overhear... Anything about a NASCAR broadcast? What? I, well, I don't even know what that means. How is that? Yeah. How is that even <laughs> remotely enforceable? Make that noise again? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, that's that's one of those things that just seems like a completely irrational overstep. That's probably now been around for three dozen years, and no one even questions it anymore. They just print the tickets and don't even think about it. But how did it get there? I, I really want to know now. Well, let's speculate on why they had to do that. So, I'm literally out of ideas. I, I don't have what, a single don't one. Even know where to so, begin. okay, so they say you can't overhear it. Specifically, they can't overhear. Okay, so, but they are, oh shit, because they already cover the rebroadcast, reproduce. Uh -huh. They do everything else and add so, that. So do you think the overhear part is just to cover the bases then? Because if someone overhears it, then they might re-post, publish something that they've heard, right? That, that so is like an it, interesting possibility. So like if, if, you're, if you're a writer and you're... You know, you have media credentials and you're all access, all this kind of stuff, and you hear two NASCAR, you overhear two NASCAR officials talking about something that they may not be ready to release. Talking to about the, penalties, we're talking about um, anything that they, you know, scheduling for next year, something that hasn't had like an official press release. You know, Listen, is, I, is, I, is it to, is it to keep stuff that's supposed to be off the record? I off see what the you're record? doing. Don't make this make sense. I think he made it make sense. <laughs> I fear he made it make sense. That's got to be it, honestly. 
Well, that's the only idea I have. I don't know why else they would do it. I'm, it's I'm just an extra step. Not only can you, not only can you not publish this or reproduce it without our consent, you can't even hear us talking about it without our consent. Like, that's really interesting. I'll bet you that's it. Huh. It's it's NASCAR enforcing that hearsay is not a thing. Well, more more to the <laughs> point, it definitely uh, covers the French's ass in case they're too pilled up to remember what they've been talking about. Oh. Burn. <laughs> is it overhearing if they tell you? <laughs> Technically, he is NASCAR, right? <laughs> like <laughs> NASCAR's <laughs> consent because he told you. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny. It's funny because it's true. Oh man, that I'll bet you that's it. I, my mind immediately went to something about gambling, but I don't even know what that looks like in terms. <laughs> well, of you NASCAR. could though. You, I mean, that that could be too. Because you bet on this sport just like you can bet on horse racing of or course. football or all that kind of stuff. The daily fantasies, the betting lines in Vegas the, with the odds. 20- That's right. If you hear something, you know, if someone from a gambling website or, you know, people people make these lists. You, uh, you can bet on your phone. If I'm walking through the paddock and I hear an official talk about, oh, yeah, Kyle Busch is out today. or like Yeah, you know, something like that. Having trouble with. Uh, this or that. And then yeah. you go change your bets. That might have something to play in it, too. too. All right. Well, we just made that make sense. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, Um, definitely. But uh, reach out to NASCAR and ask them what they're doing. Yeah. With their permission. (laughs) With their permission. (laughs) And don't tell them you heard it from us. (laughs) But don't listen. Don't ever listen to this. I've got the title for this episode. (laughs) Don't don't ever listen to this. Do not listen to this episode. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I, you know, the biggest thing that I came away with from this whole NASCAR experience is that um, as someone who came into racing at IMSA, I have forgotten how awful race fans can generally be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this, we're, we're talking about... I'm just trying to think of a nice way to say this. Environment stuff. And it's, yeah, it's... So let's talk about the atmosphere. Yeah. As compared to an IMSA race or, I mean, IndyCar race, you guys haven't really seen. I have. Oh, yeah, you can can speak to that. Two of them. That's right. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, you you go first, then, because I've never been to IndyCar. Give me, like, uh... So uh, sliding, uh, I think, hmm. sliding scale of, let's steal a British word, poshness, Mm -hmm. right? So sliding scale of poshness, I think you've got the sports car stuff. Because then you actually have, you know, Ferraris and Porsches being and stuff top. racing, being the most, you know, posh. Not just being raced in the lots too. Ferraris, Lamborghinis, yes. Porsches. Yes. So yes. The, the viewing audience is notably yeah. notably higher income. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think IndyCar, you have. I oh. think that's where it mixes. You have a unique because, mix because you've got a lot of international drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got. Um, a lot of people who are interested in open wheel racing in a lot of formats mm-hmm. will be interested in all formats. You get F1, you get IndyCar, you know, and <laughs> and they're both. So I think you got this overlap, but it it is but IndyCar is a very for the most part a very American sport. Um I mean, they call it IndyCar because right. of Indianapolis. Right. I mean, right. it, it was so, in the middle of America was where, yeah. where that sport was founded. Right. So. And, and and then it has spread in popularity all over the world. With the rare exception NASCAR, it's American cars driven by mainly Americans and Australians, um, uh, because really they're just us upside down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but 
or were them upside down. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> um, but uh, we love you, Australia. You make fantastic cars. Um, and you're crazy. Yes. We love your craziness. Um, uh, but I think NASCAR is one of the more truly American sports, and you can leave the first A off. It's 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 much worse for being that. I mean, here's here's the first thing that jumped out in my mind. There was not one hot car in any of the parking lots. There's nothing cool. Not even like GTR level. Right. Not not even anything worth looking at. I mean, at. to be honest, I, I joked about my neat car news. It would have been one of the neater cars there. Yeah, I only saw like one <laughs> yeah, other, legitimately I mean, one other WRX. Yeah, I mean, it, so it is a different group of people, which, again, I personally, I will leave this to the rest of you, mainly Andrew. I don't, I'm not here to be offensive. I will say what I need to say. But it's it is a different income bracket. It is a different society involved, and and it goes both ways because IMSA, some of those people are intolerable. You know, yeah, they're, absolutely. Like, you know, they're the ones that drive Ferraris and wear leather driving gloves on eighty degree weather days. Like it's, you know, it's 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 those people there, and it is the other end of the spectrum in NASCAR races that make it that make it less pleasant. It's MAGA everybody people. everybody in the middle. I mean, it's not just it's 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 MAGA people that make yes. it unbearable. I mean, we are the, not the, a political podcast. I, but we, I think we all agree, mostly agree on it's not, but that's not exaggeration. You know, that's not even a political statement, right? That's what no, I mean. Like, they're selling the shit at the actual racetrack. Right. That's not an exaggeration. Right. That's what I mean. It's like it's it's not a comment on people who watch NASCAR. It is a comment on the fact that they, these people are definitely there. It's actually real. Yeah. It's it's you know it's something that is a, I think is a part of the sport that is, is actually too emphasized. Um, we were joking about it when we were driving or when we were driving up there, the word for the race series sounds better with a Southern accent. (laughs) (laughs) When, when we say it, it's NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR. And you know, hater NASCAR. But when it's from down South, it's NASCAR. It's NASCAR. NASCAR. Uh And it sounds better. It does. And I think it's something that, you know, but to a certain extent, that's been kind of overemphasized. It's a word you say as you breathe only with your mouth. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and I, think that's, it's, I think that's the difference. And I think if that's not your, I mean, I think based on a lot of our preferences for a lot of us, our preferences are more sports cars, European import, you know, that kind of stuff. But a lot of the stuff we talk about, um, I think if it's not your culture, it makes it an, an uncomfortable place. Um, but well, let's let's be let's let's make something clear too. There, what we're talking about is a very very small minority of the crowd. Right, so exactly. We also we met a lot of very friendly people. We were passing out check engine podcast stickers to people who were coming yep. up and talking to us about stuff. So thank you for coming up and starting those conversations. Um, they were more communicative than any other group that we've been... Which, exactly, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. It's the guy with the Ferrari driving gloves doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. That's a very good point. Oh, he drives a WRX. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with that weak shit. It's, you know, it's... it's well, you we know, got Nigel uh, yeah. coming in and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know... And that's, I think, I'm more accepting of putting up with derision from my automobile-owning superiors 
than the other way around, than dishing out you know superiority with big air quotes of any kind. So you know I don't feel I don't feel like I need to you know behave that way. But it it is a it's a, for us who have never gone to NASCAR races. It's 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 a it's interesting because it's it's Road America wearing in some cases literally a different hat. I I actually texted my wife after we walked past that hilarious T-shirt stand for the second time. And um, I was like, you will not believe this. They actually have, like, the stupid Trump 2020 flags here. She's like, what did you expect? I was like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is, I was surprised because I actually did expect different stuff. It might might not have been, like, I expected race memorabilia from NASCAR, sure. Uh Uh-huh. But I expected, this this is something that you'd find at, you know, you know, some, you know, outdoor market, you know, somewhere, like, That's anywhere. Really like in, in place of the giant, I mean, at IMSA, they have two of these huge tents stuffed with various race shirts, I mean, from specific tracks, specific teams, cars, that that stupid Corvette shirt. With the, we you always know, talk the, about We always it. talk about, that wasn't even at this race. I mean, this is what we're talking about. They just had one giant tent full of, uh, you know, the, the shirts that make fun of Black Lives Matter and Trump flags. Like, this is not... That's the reality of this race. It was so not about the on-track event for in terms of the atmosphere. It was just about, I don't know what. Is it good old boyism? Is it uh, Trump cronyism based on his election? Is it, I really don't, I really don't want this to be an issue of monetary. Right, it's not. And that's, you know. It's not like I make all that much money. I just don't see eye to eye with anybody we stood next to today at least you know that's what it seemed like from the, the people atmosphere. I, you know people i spoke to i can't say what their affiliations were for the most part the people that i spoke to they were just nascar people they were watching nascar yeah. and i didn't get into any in-depth stuff that tent honestly to to to, to this event's credit that tent didn't seem very full. That's very true. Which is which to be fair, you know, they sure, whatever. They thought they might be able to score some quick sales and bought the merchant permit, but I they were pretty empty. That is actually so, a really you know, good point. In its defense, you know, I think that, you know, that may not necessarily be indicative of the people at the race. I mean, let's hope not. So, Honestly, let's really hope not. Yeah, I mean the people were people were nice. People talk to us. More than we got else? way more interest in our silly shirts with our website on the back of them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know like IndyCar. Yeah, yeah. Or, so yes, it was. So that it was. It was definitely. I, I see why that kind of like, you know, cheerful American vibe works. Because in, in in like a lot of ways, I said it's it's an environment in which I'm uncomfortable. Because yeah. I don't know the sport. I don't know the people involved, and you know a lot of other reasons. And to a certain extent, they're like, oh hey. They're here watching NASCAR with me. They must be cool. Which, that's the upside, I think. You know, the, the silver lining. I, I guess. I, I just... It's it's an issue of me not wanting to be seen anywhere near approximating the culture that surrounds NASCAR. I mean, the guy came up and prayed for five minutes before the start of the National Anthem. Like, is this really what we're doing? It's what they do before every race. It doesn't matter if it's NASCAR or... IMSA's is 30 seconds. You know that's true. This but guy they was still have a prayer. They, I mean, they can't tell them how long to pray, dude. Like, they just said, they, would you like to come do the invocation? Okay. Like... It's either different or it's not. That's all... That's 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 just all I'm saying. It's either 
something was different or it was the same. And this was definitely different. But it's it's the same thing. They do an invocation, they do the national anthem, they say start your engines and they go. All right, if you think it was the same. It was the same. It was okay. exactly the same. I think that's interesting. I think it was different. Well, yeah, by length of time, sure. But then you can say the length of a prayer before an indie car race. Well, that's different than the length of a... Yeah. It may very, very well be. But, I'm yeah, by length of time, sure, it was different. But the order of events is the same. It doesn't matter which series you, you go see. That's true. So... I don't know. It's definitely not my crowd. At all. I'd be interested to see if it's honestly... And uh, my expectation would be that would be more literally and figuratively concentrated in an oval track. Is it is the atmosphere the same at a novel? Is it different in any way? Um, no, it's it's not it's not much different. There, there's more memorabilia at an oval, which is weird because they have less room. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also in, well, not all of them. Some are in like huge stadiums. Thinking like you know Daytona, where it's like built specifically to. Yeah, but see the the inside at Day. Well, I mean Daytona is an exception because it's massive. But most right. of these oval, like look at the week before they came from Bristol. Mm-hmm. Bristol is a huge stadium, but the track itself is a half mile. Like, yeah. it doesn't take up a lot of space. There's not a lot of room for stuff, and you can guarantee there was merch all over the place. Sure. They come into an expanse like this, like Road America, and there was, there was well, the stadium super trucks had their merchandise hauler. Yes. Yep. And then it was the, the, the stand that you guys were mentioning, and then... The, the the hearing loss place, because that's where we got our earplugs. <laughs> yes. But I think that's a Road America... Well, they're a yes. Road America yeah, sponsor. They're there every time, yeah. but yep. that's it. Shout Basically. Out. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. The Lake... Lake Forest. Lake Forest Hearing. Yeah, yeah Lake, Forest, Lake hearing. Forest Hearing. They set us up with some sweet earplugs, actually. Yeah, they actually, really convi nice. actually convinced me that custom ones might be worth my time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's a good salesman. Yeah, right? Maybe was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they do. They also gave me the old, trust me, I'm a doctor move, too. Yeah, that, that always, that'll work on me. Yeah. And his shirt did not say Dr. Pepper on it, either. It did not. Because <laughs> then you have to say, I'm a pepper. No. The shirts say that. No, it says I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Um, What's our time? Can we wrap up? <laughs> uh, after one last thing. So, um, is the reason why this was... I mean, uh, I expected this to be more crowded than it was. I think it was pretty close to on par with IMSA Sunday. You were thinking, Nick, it was busier? It. I think... It was busier than IMSA Sunday. If it was less than IndyCar Sunday, it wasn't by much. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was less, but it also... We also didn't see what was on the back side of the track. We didn't right, walk around. Right, that's the other thing, too, is I think the viewing points for this are different. Like, it was less where we were sitting. Honestly, potentially, because we were kind of talking about a lot of these are in big stadiums. Mm -hmm. People are used to finding a grandstand. Like the, the, those 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 That's turn like point. the turn five grandstands were pretty full, and yeah. and they're not usually when we're there for the first. You know, it was full. People I... are up on berms and right. You know, up on the benches underneath the trees and they like, hung their hammocks somewhere. Right. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's endurance true. racing. That a lot forest of was yeah. uh, was pretty like, bare. Yeah, it really yeah. was. So I think maybe we felt like it wasn't as full because we were not in everybody else's prime viewing territory. But I, I, I made the comment that turn one was super full. Turn one was fuller than I've ever seen it. 
And we, I mean, turn one is cool. It's a good action spot, but we don't go there at certain parts of the day just because... He will get roasted. He'll get roasted, yeah, yeah, but it was full. And then I noticed when they were doing, like, all the flyovers for, like, the, like above the, for the front stretch, that little bleacher right by the start-finish line where for IndyCar and IMSA there's nobody. Yeah, it's just packed. It was packed, it was packed. right by the start. Really? Yes. yes. But you can't see anything there. But it was... Well, you can see right. pit lane. Right. right? You I see I the think, action of the pits. But I, think, I think part of it is the NASCAR fans' natural attraction to a grandstand. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what it is. See here in their natural habitat. <laughs> they found the open grandstand. Um, but... And I think that's part of where if if it's people who I think a lot of people who go to Road America for lots of stuff are the ones up in the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Versus people who are like, oh, I'm gonna go to a NASCAR race at this other track I've never been to. They find a grandstand to sit in. Hmm. That's my hypothesis. I think that's a good one. I can't rebut it, but yeah, I would say from what I've you know from the times I've been up there this year, IndyCar has. Mm, Maybe a slight edge. Maybe. Maybe a slight edge. My numbers, they're, they're they're pretty. On, I don't have any numbers. They're pretty. They're pretty on par. My I would numbers say. are two years old. I went to the the first re-return of of IndyCar. Oh, it was, it was, so it was sure. nuts. Yeah, you. So. And it was actually last year, the crowd was noticeably down for IndyCar, and this year it popped back up because they did that same hundred hundred dollar weekend presale. Yeah. And it just. I mean, that hill that we were sitting on. Like, if you weren't on the bleachers or in the woods there, like, an hour and a half before the green flag fell, you're not getting in there. Yep. Like, yeah. it was shoulder-to-shoulder standing room only up there. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't this weekend. It wasn't this no, weekend. No, That's no. what I think a lot of those people were elsewhere. I think you bring up a good point. I guess, yeah, don't watch racing in a grandstand if you don't have to. If you have a general admission pass, it doesn't matter what series you're seeing, you take advantage. Go every service announcements. <laughs> Use the train to your advantage. Yeah. No, for real. You can yeah. find great vantage points through trees. You can find shade if it's 90 degrees. Yeah. You can get your steps in if you're... <laughs> if you got I mean, look, if you go to a road course with a lot of hills, that's a pretty good exercise for Definitely. the day. You know, say walking is like great exercise all the time, right? So just go Someone do says it. that. I don't know anything about it. They, whoever they are. They, uh, the walking people. Yeah. But especially at a place like Road America, when you have so much space to go and explore, you got to do it. Also, the other thing, and this will tie into what my last question is before we can just get out of here. There weren't any vendor tents around, you know, like no uh, big Corvette pavilion, no... No Continental Tired. wasn't even there. You know yeah. it was there. So is this because this was Xfinity and not Monster Energy? Probably. I mean, that might be my first inclination. Mm-hmm. I mean... Are they good drivers? Yeah, did some of them have some cup experience? Yeah, of course, but was Jimmy Johnson here? Was Kyle Busch here? Or I know, but his tent was. I saw it. Someone had a Kyle Busch tent? Yeah, they did. A Kyle um, Busch pop-up. A Kyle Busch pop-up. So, uh, um, you know, Kyle Larson, Brad Keselowski, you know, all these... Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's dad raced today. Yeah, at he the, did. At the ripe old age of I saw 16. an Elliott shirt, and I was like, oh... Someone's got oh wrong Elliot. No, the other. No, one. it's his dad's his son. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, but like those big popular NASCAR names uh, that you read about in the headlines, all that kind of stuff, they, they weren't there. So I'm sure those vendors follow the big names. Yeah. Yeah. So, all in all, I think we can add whatever we want, but I think. In my opinion, a good summary of today was this was an excellent selling tool 
to get me to watch it on TV. Yep. Strongly agree. Co-signed. Yep. <laughs> I, I would go back and watch it, especially if, as we are considering, we get, you know, the season passes and I go to a bunch of other stuff and it's not really paying more to go see it. I would definitely I'm, go back I'm to Road America. I think it would be now harder to get me to go see Monster Energy and or Xfinity at an oval. That's fair. That's because... Fair. Oh, that racing's just not really exciting to me. Maybe it's maybe it's a question of not understanding it. I don't know. I would go to one of the night race ovals. Because so you're I, a vampire? Yes. <laughs> I'm a ginger vampire who doesn't wanna who does not want to sit in grandstands yes. in the daytime. Okay, I, I could I think I might be able to get on board. <laughs> I think the jo- I'll have to check, but I think the race in Joliet, um, probably two and a half hour drive from here. You've been there. Yeah, I have. For, for IndyCar. At yes, Under that the was Lights. fun. Under the Lights. That was fun. Um, I think NASCAR now they move that one to a night race. Ooh. I might be convinced. And it's I also, I if I remember right, it's one of the races in their playoffs, so it's later in Ooh. the year, so it's not the dead of summer. It's Ooh. like a September night race. Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm down. I'm, I'm coming around I on think. This idea. Don't quote me on it. Again, we're not pros. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. September night race. <laughs> I think. We'll, so. we'll verify on the schedule, but that might be a possibility for you guys. Okay. But I could definitely get... And that's a double header. Like, you'll get Xfinity and you'll get Cup if we I do could, a two-day thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I could definitely get hanging out, watching NASCAR with some pizza on TV. Definitely. For, for sure. 100%. Especially at a road course. Yeah. When they go to Watkins Glen or Mid-Ohio or here, whatever. But if the broadcast is conducive to seeing anything to like in oval racing... I'm, I'll, it's I'll worth a it shot. A it's worth a shot. Sweet. We've got you guys somewhat on board. <laughs> it was it was a I think we've made a lot of progress here. Say it was it was an experiment that worked. Yeah, <laughs> That's good. It was. It was a, it was a successful experiment. That's good. That's good. All right. I'll I'll leave satisfied then. Yeah. On that bombshell, as they say <laughs> on some show that we've all watched. Let's uh on a sense canceled show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically. Um yeah, let's start uh, bringing this one home. Uh, do we have any thank yous? Mm, um, I want to thank NASCAR Series for producing, like Trissa mentioned, some colorful liveries. Not everything has to be red, white, and blue, you guys. Oh, my God. That's that's pointed at IMSA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. pointed at IMSA. Not at the, you know. Yeah. Some wild colors. Yeah. It was great. We had, you know, the neons and pinks and reds and, you know, there were some red, white, and blues, but we also had, you know, red and yellow, red and the, you know, like the day glow and black and purple and, you know, just every color was there. Orange. We Lots had bright, of orange. Andy Alley with yeah. the bright orange machine. We had, of course, our guy Josh and his um, royal blue and lime green yeah, and white. And the blue and white combo livery was hot. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so there was a lot of uniqueness there. So yeah, thanks to NASCAR for that. Oh, and the big numbers. Yes. As as Imza. dumb as that is. Imza, take, take a lesson. God, yes. I did not need to bring binoculars to see the numbers. You can see the car that's coming around the final corner at the gearbox. Yes. You can read that you, number. From the top of the hill at turn five, you can see the number in turn 14. Exactly. It's wonderful. Oh. That Yes, take note. Do that. Imza, bigger numbers. All right. 
Tristan, or was that your thank you? Who's was um, that? Did Andrew do two? Andrew did, did two. Did Andrew oh. do two? I could. I passed English. I promise. I will. <laughs> I will steal half of it because because I added to the number thing. That's I, true. That's ha- so I'm gonna do one and a half also. That's him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would also like to thank our mysterious benefactor mm-hmm. who keeps providing us with these racing tickets. Yes. I don't know who you are. Andrew does. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, shout to Barbara. Um, I'm gonna. I, I gotta ask where you keep getting these tickets <laughs> because it's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you for the tickets. It's wonderful. Figured it deserved a shout out, but I didn't know who you were. Definitely. Yeah, Barbara. Thanks, Barbara. We appreciate it. I would like to thank my hat. <laughs> for what? Because my hat today was a profit. Well, yeah, obviously. So for those of you, you know, you can't see me. You don't know what for I'm wearing. For those of you who can't see me, <laughs> which is pretty much everybody but two. <laughs> I'm wearing a hat from a really cool place called Drive Tribe. Uh, go look it up. they got some cool merch. And the front of the hat just says, very plainly, accidents will happen. And did they? Did, did they, they ever today? I figured it'd be appropriate to wear, and boy, was I right. So thanks to Drive Tribe for making a prophetic hat. And of course, we want to thank all of you for tuning in. Be sure to reach out on social. Be sure to reach out on checkenginepodcast.com. We cannot wait to hear from you. Take care.